Money FM 89.3, the best of the breakfast huddle. The weekly wrap on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3, The Breakfast Huddle with Elliot Danker and Ryan Huang. Time to take a look at the most talked about local headline of the week. Lawyer and MP Christopher D'Souza found guilty of professional misconduct by a disciplinary tribunal. Mr D'Souza is the current Deputy Speaker of Parliament and an MP for Holland Bucket Tima GRC, found guilty of a charge relating to his conduct while he was acting for his clients Amber Compounding Pharmacy and Amber Laboratories. PAP of course set to decide on any action against Mr. D'Souza after an appeal into a professional disciplinary case. What happens now? How does this affect his political career? On the line with me this morning is Eugene Tan, Associate Professor of Law for Singapore Management University. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Elliot. understand you're in Hanoi for a law conference. I am, I am. Oh. Um, you know, so, but, but it's hard to stay away from news that's developing uh, back home in Singapore. I know, and I wanted to talk a little bit about the backstory with regard to this. Um, it sounds complicated, but really it's to do with the timeline. Am I getting it right to say that basically two parties come together, one says, okay, you can check my file cabinet, but don't use anything against me. So party A does that, it goes behind the agreement and uses things against this party. And Mr. D'Souza, who's involved here, uh, failed to disclose this particular agreement in an affidavit. The gist of it is something like that, right? Yeah, in broad terms, I think that's correct. I think what really is the key issue here is the disciplinary tribunal of the Law Society of Singapore coming to the view you know, that Mr. D'Souza's failure to make full and frank disclosure resulted in his client... Um, you know, suppressing the evidence, and of course, prior to that, you know, there was a breach of the of, of the search uh, conditions. Um, you know, so his client got permission to to search to discover documents, and one of the condition was that the documents were not to be used for any other purpose. You know, but the client went on to do so. You know, so all that led to you know to the finding that uh, Mr. D'Souza could have done more. You know, and not have assisted uh, in the suppression of. Uh, the evidence, you know, that the search conditions were breached. Hmm. So, obviously, he didn't reveal this in the affidavit that was filed. But just to pull back a little bit, how much do we take for granted these agreements um, between parties when it comes to these uh, search documents? Okay, you can search it, but you cannot use any of the evidence or anything that you find against me. How big of a breach is that? Because, I mean, obviously, the client felt that, hey, wait a minute, this is to my advantage. If not, what's the point of searching? Um, yeah, but it is important to remember that, you know, this was a search order, mm. you know, that was um, issued by uh, the court. And so when the amber breached the search conditions, you know, that, that is severe, right? Because you are breaking a, a condition uh, of the search order. Um, but subsequently, you know, for... Uh, both the client and the the legal representative, in this case, Mr. D'Souza, uh, not to further disclose, you know, that the search conditions were breached. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that, that amounted to the suppression of evidence. And so, you know, the question of whether uh, it is a severe breach of, of uh, you know, an, a lawyer's duty, certainly the disciplinary tribunal uh, thinks so. And that is why, you know, they have referred the matter to the court of three judges, um, you know, who will decide you know, whether uh, there is due cause for disciplinary action, you know, which could result 
could range from, you know, a fine up to $100,000, you know, to suspension or even being struck off the, the role of lawyers. And if there is due cause for such disciplinary action, uh, what would be the appropriate sanction to be imposed? Mm. Um, you know, so I would say that you know the charge. There's single. There's one single charge. Uh, yeah. You know that 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 the dispute tribunal found Mr. D'Souza guilty. There were there were four other charges which were all dismissed. Yeah. And so it is on this charge. You know that in many ways, you know, Mr. D'Souza's fate. You know, would, would determine his fate in terms of um, you know his his legal career but also his, his political career as well. Mm. I guess uh, at the centre of it is one of the most important attributes that a lawyer should have, which in this sense would be integrity, because he's, he's pretty much aided Amber in suppressing this evidence. You, you mentioned there is a possibility he could be, because of this professional misconduct, he could be struck off a, a lawyer's list. Are, are we using the word disbarred here? Yes, I, I mean, th- th- that would be the most severe sanction, you wow. know, that a court of three judges could, could meet out. I mean, it's certainly the most severe sanction any lawyer, mm. you know, would face, uh, you know, in a disciplinary action. But we, it is important, Elliot, you know, that we also should not get ahead of ourselves, you know, okay. because it is. it could also be the case, you know, that the court of three judges, you know, could find that, you know, Mr. D'Souza was not guilty, you know, it could be a question of, you know, the, it could relate to, the, the court of three judges can certainly uh, make any determination, you know, relating to the correctness, legality or propriety uh, of the determination of the disciplinary tribunal. Mm-hmm. You know, so he, we should, I don't think it would be right to, you know, to, to take it that um, uh, Mr. D'Souza, you know, will be sanctioned disciplinary uh, in, in, in a disciplinary sense, you know, but certainly, you know, he has that important h- hurdle to cross, uh, you know, which is to persuade the court of three judges, mm-hmm. you know, that the discipline tribunal was wrong, you know, to have found him guilty of, or, or to, hang, to find him guilty as charged on, on the point about suppression of evidence. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't mean to uh, sort of look at different angles here, but I, I really wanted to take a, a very layman point of view uh, to sort of understand the complexity of this legal industry. And one of the questions like, I, I tend to think, you just imagine someone at a coffee shop who's reading this article would say, but wait, I mean, he's a lawyer, his duty is to his client. So why is he being found guilty for submitting an affidavit that is in favor of his client? Is there a chance you could help to help us understand that particular aspect and on the duties of a lawyer in this respect? Oh, that, 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 that's a very important point, uh, Alan, and it's good that you asked of it. You know, I think here we're looking at, you know, uh, every advocate and solicitor in Singapore uh, ultimately, you know, owes a duty, you know, to the court, you know, and, and so, yes, every lawyer would have a duty to to do his level, his or her level best, you know, in the interest of the client, you know, but that must not involve, um, you know, falling below, you know, the requisite standard of uh, integrity, uh, probity, uh, and trustworthiness, you know, or, you know, any conduct, you know, even if that is to, in the interest of the client, you know, to bring grave dishonor, that would bring this grave, that would result in bringing grave dishonor to Mm -hmm. the legal profession, um, you know, that would be falling way short of the standards expected. So in other words, right, you know, I, I would say that, you know, even a lawyer cannot treat himself or herself as a hired gun, yeah. you know, and that he or she were to do what the client asks of the, the lawyer, 
Um, you know, so the lawyer must be able to exercise his or her own judgment. Mm. You know, being mindful of the duty to the court, being mindful of uh, you know the, the standing of the legal profession, mm-hmm. and being mindful about you know the, the relevant laws that apply. You know, and and and, and that the lawyer is not supposed to aid you know a, a client in breaching the laws or in breaching any order given by 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 the court. Right, right. So yes, duty to a client, but no matter what, duty to the law first. I mean, that's why you go to law school for that many years. Uh, of course, the question on everyone's mind, uh, Professor, is the political future of Mr. D'Souza. I mean. And again, this is just a conversation between you and I, not to speculate what would happen. But in a day and age where extramarital affairs calls into question the integrity of a politician, this could certainly be viewed as something worse. Well, I I think it'd be hard to say which is which is worse, you know. But, okay. but certainly, you know, as the People's Action Party, right, yeah. Mr. D'Souza's uh, party, has indicated, um, you know, that that they too, um, you know, hold their MPs, you know, to the highest standards of integrity, honesty, and True. incorruptibility. So, you know, so I think they are going to, they, they have to wait uh, because it's only in, in fairness mm-hmm. to Mr. Mm-hmm. D'Souza. As I pointed out, the Court of Three Judges, you know, may find him not guilty ultimately. Um, but certainly, you know, th- this casts, um, you know, a dark cloud. Um, this is a dark cloud over uh, Mr. D'Souza's uh, political career. Mm-hmm. And we can be sure, you know, that, that he will be, he will defend himself uh, rigorously, um, you know, For because... Sure. You know, there is much at stake, as I mentioned earlier. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's not just his legal career, but also his political career as well. Yeah, yeah. We have to understand that everyone's going to put in their level best to stand their ground uh, and and whatever statements they've made with regard to the matter, Professor. I guess just as some closing thoughts. I mean, how long could this case play out? Is this something that we can expect to be expedited because of the position that Mr. D'Souza is in? I don't think so. Um, you know, I, I think you know this is this is a matter that would that would take the the normal course in terms mm. of timelines and all, and and so you know, but we can certainly expect you know the court of three judges to uh, to give there will be a hearing, of course, and 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 that uh, you know the verdict will be issued uh, certainly within um, the next six to, six to twelve months. Okay. Um, you know, so this is a very challenging period. Um, mm. You know, for Mr. D'Souza, you know, and. And it's not something that I think any lawyer would want to be in. Yeah. Um, you know. yeah. Well, I do appreciate your time this morning and for indulging in some of my questions. I've been speaking with Eugene Tan, Associate Professor of Law, Singapore Management University. Professor, thank you for your time and all the best with your law conference in Hanoi. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure, Elliot. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.